Welcome to the Restoration Revival Church of God in Christ podcast. Here teaching from Pastor Dennis Martin. Let's join today's podcast. And uh, tonight, I want to uh, talk to you tonight about don't go past first base. Don't go past first base. Now, I know that sounds like something that you probably try to figure out, where am I going with this? But hang with me and we're going to get there together. And I promise you, you'll get a full understanding once we get into it. But I want to teach tonight about don't go past first base. Don't go past first base. You know, this as uh, the season, I, I usually don't watch a lot of baseball during the season. Uh, the most time I watch it is when they get into the playoffs and when they get into the World Series, I'll watch it. Uh, many times I don't have really a favorite team or whatever, but I watch it uh, during that time. And um, I do know some of the rules of baseball, not all of them, but I do know some of them. And so in knowing some of the rules of baseball, I pay attention to things. And sometimes when you look at things, you can get some out of it if you pay attention to it. And so one of the things that I know for a fact when you're playing baseball, if you hit a, a ball and they've got, of course, bases there, you've got home plate, got first base, second base, third base. And if you hit a ball, if you hit a single or a double, or even if you hit a home run, the first thing you've got to do in your running is you must touch first base in order to go to second base. And then you've got to touch second base in order to go to third base. And you've got to touch third base in order to go home. You just can't hit the ball, run the second base, run the third, and then get home. Because by rule, you're going to be out if you fail to touch first base. If you fail to touch first base, you're going to be out. It's no doubt about it. You're going to be called out because you, you fail to touch the base, the first base, which is, has to be first base, not second base, not third base. You don't run from home to third base. You don't do the reverse. You don't hit hit the ball and get a double and, and the ball comes off the wall. You don't run the third base, second and then go to first. You got to go to first, second, third, and then home. And so that's the rules of the game. And when I start thinking about that and to apply that to us tonight, I start thinking about many times we have, if in many instances, we have been taught to um, somehow go to second base first. And then go to uh, third and then go home. And we felt we hit a home run, so I, I knocked it out the park. We, we, got, we got that home run. It's out the park. Okay, so it's out the park. So what are you doing now? So now what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go uh, to third base and then stand there and then come back uh, to do it. In order for you to score a run, 
you must touch all the bases in order for it to be a point put on for you or for your team. And so when I start thinking about that, I start thinking about it, that in church, a lot of times we have been somehow taught or we've been made to believe that we can't do first base, that we're going to go straight to second after being saved or whatever. We're going to go straight to second base or we're going to go to third base and then we're going to be home and we're going to be successful in whatever we're doing. But when I read the scripture, it tells us don't go past first base. Don't run past first base. And I, I know that's, you know, I'm going to use that so you can sort of get where I am. Don't go past first base. Don't do that. Well, what do you mean don't go past first base? Well, let's look in scripture in Matthews chapter six, and we're going to read a few verses, but I want to read the two main verses as we get into uh, this tonight. Let's look at the main two verses, which is verse 32 and 33. And let's see what he says when he talks about this. Matthews chapter six, verse 32 and 33. For, for, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. And we're going to get into that in a minute, but I want to read these as the foundational scriptures. For, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that ye have need of all these things. He said that he, he knows that you have need of all these things. But notice what he says in the next verse. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. So he says, don't run past first base. Seek ye first, 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 the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Now let's back up in Matthew chapter six and let's go down to, let's go to verse 25. Let's start there because I think it's very important that we get the context of why he would say these things. Why would he speak these things? What was his reason for talking about that in verse 32 and 33? Well, listen what he says in verse, starting at verse 25. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. He said, take no thought for your life. I don't want you to take any thought for your life. And uh, don't, don't. Don't take any thought for your life. All right. He says, uh, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body more than Raymond. Raymond's. He says, I want you to understand. I don't want you to get into this thing of just the material things, even though you need them. He said, I want you to take no thought for these things, which you're going to eat, drink, which you're going to put on your body. He says, because life is more than meat 
and it is more, not only more than meat, he's, but it is more, the body more than raiment. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not. They don't, they don't sow. The fowls of the air, they don't give uh, offerings. They don't do all the stuff that we do. He said, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bonds, but yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much more better than they? He said, they don't do the things you do, but the heavenly Father feeds them and takes care of them. So he really seems to indicate to us that he does not want us doing a lot of worrying about a lot of things. That stop all the worrying about stuff that we worry about. And, and uh, you know, with this pandemic and with the economy the way it is, sometimes we are prone to worry about possibly where the next meal is coming from or possibly what things are going to do, what things are going to happen. But he says, I don't want you to take thought of that because he says the fowls of the air, they don't sow and they don't reap. But I want you to know that your heavenly father feedeth them. And he says, are you not much more better than them? You're better than them. So don't 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 let that uh, disturb you, because if he feeds uh, the the fowls of the air, he's going to feed you. Then he says, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit onto his statue? He says, you, you can't do it. You can't add anything uh, there. Your growth, your cubit, your stature, you can't add anything. Whatever size you are, whatever whatever you are, that's where you're going to be. When I'm talking about size, I'm not talking about weight, but I'm talking about the growth. You, 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 can't, you can't grow. Somebody said, I'm a, you can put on, on high shoes and, and with some heels, and when you take them off, you're still going to be the same size. If you're 5'4", you're going to be 5'4 when you take them off. If you're 5'3", you're going to be 5'3 when you take them off. You're not going to grow. All, most of us have stopped growing at the ages we are. Uh, you know, you can, whatever, I think I'm five, I don't know what, I can't even tell you what I am. But anyway, whatever my, whatever my size is, that's what I am, and I'm not growing anymore. And I can't add nothing to it, no matter how much I want to. I can't add anything to it. Are you listening? So you can't add anything to it. He says, you can't do that. And so in verse 28, why take ye thought for raiments? Consider the lily of the field, how they grow, and they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. He says, the lilies of the field, they don't, they don't go through no changes because I clothe the lilies of the field. I'm God. I'm the one that clothes the lilies of the field. Uh, they, they're clothes every day. They don't have to worry about it because I, I clothe them every day. I'm the one that clothed the lilies of the field. They don't go through any changes. And he said, when you think of the lilies of the field, Solomon in all his glory, in all his royal uh, royalty and robes and his royal apparel and how he looked and the greatness of what he had. He said, I want you to understand that even with all of that, that Solomon had, I need you to get this. And I need you to understand that with all that Solomon can't even be compared to what I do for the lilies of the field. I take care of the lilies of the field. 
Are you following me? He said, I, I take care of the lilies of the field every day. I follow them. I make sure that they are okay. He says, verse 30, wherefore, if God so clothed the grass, I want you to get that. If God so clothed the grass, if he clothes the grass, if, if he if he dresses the grass up every day. Now, this is a scripture. He says, wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? He says, if God does that for the grass, he's going to make sure that you and I are okay. And that's what he says. He says, if he takes care, if he, if he takes care of the lilies, if he clothes the grass, uh, you know, if the grass could talk, they would tell you, we ain't got to worry about what we wear, even though, you know, you put stuff out there and help us to grow all of that. Uh, we, we have to be cut because we grow so much. And we grow past of, of things. And so you have to cut the grass. He says, so if God wherefore clothe the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow, he says, how much more clothe will he clothe you? And he says, oh, you little faith. You got to understand. God says, I'm going to clothe you. I'm clothing you even as you uh, trust and as you believe. And do those things. So he seems to tell us, I need y'all to stop worrying about a lot of stuff because I'm, I'm going to take care of that and I'm going to do the things that need to be done. So he says, verse 31, therefore take no thought saying. He said, I don't want you to take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or whether we shall we be closed? We're not, don't go to going through no changes. I know we're coming into the holiday season. Don't worry about it. God's got you. God's going to take care of you. God's going to bless you. God's going to move for you. He said, you ain't got to worry about that. It ain't nothing that you got to be worried about. Nothing you got to go through no changes. He said, I just need you to understand that even where you are, God's going to take care of you. So don't take thought saying what you're going to eat. Don't take thought saying what you're going to drink. Don't take thought saying, how am I going to be clothed? Some kind of way, God, God's going to make a way for all of that. He's going to provide for us in every area. God's going to do that. But then he says in verse 32, and I want to, I got a few more scriptures, but let's, let's zero in on this. He says, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now that seems to be somewhat of an indictment against when he says, after all these things, do the Gentiles seek? Because that is the main thing thrust today of church, of our lives, of ministry, of things. And we, we need those things. We know that. But our thrust is always what we go, how we going to get this, how we going to get this, how we going to do that. And we're always pushing. And even to the point that sometimes we've even developed a side hustle. Lord, I can't get nobody to help me. We, we've even developed a side hustle to do some of the things that we do. And we like, you know, I got to, 
uh, I, I got to do this. We got to try that. And even even sometime in church, we've developed side hustles and 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 I'm gonna just be honest with you, gimmicks and all type of things, trying to make sure that we gonna be we gonna be clothed and we gonna be you know taken care of and make sure the ministry gonna be taken care of. You know, I've seen people do all kind of stuff uh, in in these forty some years of ministry. I've seen them do stuff like you know. Uh, give you a a pearl for an offering. Uh, uh, I've seen. I, I won't get into all the stuff I've seen, but I've seen it where you know they they give out uh, give something in exchange uh, for stuff, and um, you know it's 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 been one of those things, and uh, you know they they give out. Uh, I'm not just talking about giving out for free, but they give it in exchange for something you know, a, a little trinket or something or whatever. And, and, you know, they said, you know, if you give this amount, I'm gonna give you this, I'm gonna give you that. And so, uh, we, we've de- developed that. And so he says, when I look at that for after all these things, do the Gentiles seek after all these things, that's what the Gentiles are seeking. He said, they're seeking these things. And, and we have to be careful that we don't go past first base because our ambitions and our wants and things is to go after these things and, and to do those things. We got to be careful that we don't turn it into a... Um, A gimmick. I, I, I'm gonna use that word. I, I don't. I don't know what other word to use. We use it to a gimmick to just get things, and so we have people to feel if if you, you know, pay money for this, then you're gonna you're gonna get more. Now let me let me say this, uh, and and this is a little off track, but let me say this. I know I'll make some of you mad, but it'll be okay. Uh, those uh, what are, I guess they call shawls or whatever they call them. I don't know what they call. The thing that that people drape around them, and you see them over the pulpit and stuff. Um, I don't have any problem with them. I have one. Someone sent me one, and I have one. I don't have any problem with any of that. But I sometimes I it, it bothers me that sometimes people put those things on and and feel that because they got it on, that now they got greater power now because they put it on. They feel I'm 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 sure enough knowing it now. Because I put this on. And when I see that, I, I sort of get bothered because biblically, we understand that, you know, not only biblically, but even just our foreparents that didn't have those things, but they had a prayer life and they were anointed and things happened. They were praying for folk, they were getting out of wheelchairs, crutches were being put on the walls, and folk were being raised from the dead. And we wearing all this stuff and, and no power is being displayed. We got all this stuff, but no power is being displayed. And, you know, we, 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 we're wearing it and, and, and it looks like, you know, well, we, we, we deep, but the power is not in what you're wearing. The power is in, you shall receive power after that. 
the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That's that's where the power is. That's that's where that is. All right. And I thought I'd throw that in. It didn't cost you anything, but sometimes I think we got to get a little more into stuff when we we're talking about stuff, so people won't get because you you you'll be following the trend. And, and I'm gonna say that because a lot of times what happens is a trend starts and we start following the trend, and ne- and it's not necessarily uh, necessarily biblical of what we're following, but we're just following the trend that's been set. I remember years ago, we used to stay with a uh, lady named uh, Mother Johnson, Daddy Mother Johnson in Philadelphia, and we were right on the corner, and um, uh, one of the young men that were with us, um, Brother Steve, he's he's deceased now, me and uh, Tyrone and Brother Steve. Now, Brother Steve did something that was funny. He went out one day, and he had on a, his T-shirt, because it was warm when we were there, and he put a necktie on. And and went to the corner store. He did that two or three days. And guess what happened? Not too long after that, we saw other young men walking down the street with a T-shirt on with a necktie. <laughs> Sometimes if we're not careful, we'll follow the trend. It's what's trending. It is what... It was looks profound is what sounds good. It what makes it makes look like it's deep when it's really not that. And we have to we have to, uh, you know, make sure that we understand and and get that. So when you look at this, he, he says for all these things, verse 32, do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father, he says, knoweth that you have need of all these things. He said, you ain't got to go through no changes. God, your heavenly father already knows you got need of this stuff. He knows you need clothes. He knows you need raiments. He knows you need food. He knows you need money. He knows you need all this stuff. He knows you need it. And so when he when he talks about it, he says, I know you have need of these things. I know you already got need of them. And so when he begins to deal with this, he begins to let us know and understand that uh, these things he already knows. So he's not lost that you need them. Even when you're praying about it, he already know you need it. He already know that's what you need. He knows what you need right now while, we, while we're talking to you. He knows what you need. He knows what money you need. He knows what you need tomorrow. He knows what you need next week. He knows what you need tonight. He already knows. He already knows what you need. So then he says, what I need you to do is don't go past first base. That's what I'm talking about tonight. Don't go past first base. I don't need you to go past first base. What do you mean don't go past first base? Well, here he goes. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. First thing you should be doing before you're seeking titles, positions, money, prestige, and fame. Before you're seeking those things, 
notoriety and all the other stuff. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He said, those are things you should be seeking. Seek those things. And if you seek after those things, he says, don't go past first base. Don't go to second and and, and get there and, and can't maintain. Don't go to third and, and can't maintain. Don't, don't, don't do the reverse. Don't go to third first and then second base and then first base. No, go to first base and make sure you don't pass first base. Make sure you touch it because you're going to need to touch first base so you'll be able to go pr proceed to the other bases. And a lot of times in church, we've got people at the third base and they haven't even went to first yet. We, we've got people to second base and they ain't went to third or first. They just went to second base, straight to second base. And we're wondering why they didn't last, why 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 they, nothing's happening for them is because they went to the wrong thing. They went past first base. In other words, first base is the foundation of where you're going. He says, and we'll come back to verse 33 in a minute. He said, and all these things shall be added unto you. I'll add prestige. I'll add titles. I'll add positions. I'll add this stuff to you. If you don't go past first, first base, I will add the stuff to you that you need. And sometimes we haven't had the stuff added without trying to go uh, hook and crook because we have failed to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then let him do the adding. Y'all with me here? Let him do the adding. Don't, don't go to third base. Come back here. Go up first. Don't pass first. Don't, don't run straight to second. Go to first base. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. They're only added if you do that. So now let's let's look at this because I need you uh, to get this. Let's look at, I said the first, first base is the foundation. So let's look in uh, Luke. Let's look in Luke chapter six for a minute. And uh, we're going to read a few more scriptures and be done tonight. Luke chapter six. And let's look at verse 48 uh, and verse 49. He says, uh, he is like a man which build, build a house and dig it deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the storm beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it for it was founded upon a rock. So when we talk about the foundation, the foundation is first base. You got to get the first base. And what has happened, we ran past first base, so we have bypassed all the foundation. And we just ran to the building, and we passed the first base. We done ran past it. We, 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 done, we done sprinted past first base, and now we're dealing with just running over to uh, second or third base. And we're wondering sometimes when... Things come while we fall apart because we ain't got no foundation. 
because we haven't made to the first base yet. But then he says, but he that heareth and doth not is like a man that without a foundation buildeth a house upon the earth against which the storm, the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and ruin and the ruin of the house was great. The house couldn't stand because it didn't have no foundation. A lot of times we got people that don't have no foundation. They dancing, shouting, speaking in tongues, and that's wonderful. We do it. But you got to have a foundation. You got to be able to understand that there's a first base. That's why the old saints used to keep us on our knees praying and fasting, even when you, when you didn't want to fast, when you didn't want to pray. They had us in prayer meetings and shut-ins and all kind of stuff because they was trying to get us not to go past first base because they knew if we went straight to second or third base, when the storms of life came, we were not going to be able to stand. They knew that. They knew we couldn't do that. It's like teaching my uh, my my wife uh, homeschools uh, my grands, and, and, and it's amazing that uh, the courses and stuff that they use. The very first thing that they had to do was I, I wish they did this. When we was in school, really, but when they the first thing they taught them, they taught them not only their 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 sounds and what they sounds and blend. They taught them their blends and everything. And so it made it easier for them to, it made it easier to, for them to um, read because the foundation has been established. The foundation has been established. And we need to understand that sometimes you, you got to have the foundation to establish us. I hear a lot of people sometimes come out, let's go back. And I'm, I'm looking at them and said, I'm not saying they're too young to know about going back, but the way things are now, what it, when you say go back, what are you talking about? Because when we talk about going back and not passing first base, we talk about way back. You know that song, let's go way back to God. We talk about going way back. We ain't talking about coming to a shed in with a blanket and sleeping half of the time. We talking about a shed in what lasts all night and you praying all night. We ain't talking about no no prayer for 10 minutes and we done. We talking about a prayer. Uh, I'll never forget going to a shed in when I was in revival in Los Angeles at, at uh, Academy Cathedral. And uh, they had a, a shed in and Mother Gibson was over the shed in on Friday night. And I went to the, after we got through preaching and stuff, I went to the, to the shed in. They had all night shed in on Fridays. And I went to the shed in and I was down there praying and, and somebody else was praying and they were praying and, and I mean, they were going, they were praying. I was like, all right. And then, you know, how, how sometimes the prayer get a little quiet and they'd be like, oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And I'm thinking to myself, man, we, we just about done. Man, and Mother Gibson caught another wind. And she went in for another hour. <laughs> oh, my God. She went in for another whole hour. And I ain't talking about no, 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 just, I ain't talking about repeating no words. I'm talking about a whole hour she went in. She went in for a whole hour, man. I was like, whoo, because I, I was about ready to relax. Man, Mother Gibson went in. I'm, I'm talking about that kind of foundation that they laid for us, that, that we did. The foundation that we don't really practice that much anymore 
but it was it was a foundation. We didn't go past first. We were taught, you know, fast on Tuesdays, fast on Fridays. That was that was that was something we didn't go past that. Now, you know, it we don't do that a lot. And and we don't went past first base. And everyone now wants to get saved and go straight to um go straight to the pulpit, go straight to being a missionary, go straight to being this, go straight to being over this and over that, over an auxiliary, and just got saved and having you at first base. Don't go past first base, don't run the second yet. Get get the foundation, get the structure. Because you're gonna need it. Down the road, you're gonna need it. Don't let nobody fool you. You will need everything you've learned somewhere in this life. You're going to need it. All right. So now watch this. Uh, let's let's look in. Um, let's look in, in Psalms 11 and then we're going to come back and I'm, I'm almost done. Psalms 11 and uh, notice what he says there at verse number uh, three. He says, if the foundation be destroyed, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations are destroyed, if, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations are destroyed, if the foundations are destroyed, and a lot of times we have destroyed the foundations. We, we, we just, we, we don't, we, we, we have destroyed the foundations. We have destroyed the foundations. We really have. And we're wondering why we talk about, well, the, the church is in trouble and this. Church ain't, ain't in trouble like y'all think. Because according to the scripture, Jesus says, upon Peter, upon this rock, I build my church and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the church is fine because hell has been trying to prevail against the church for a long time and it hadn't been able to do it. So you got to understand that that's not that's not going to do anything. Sometimes the people that represent God and the church, we mess things up, but the church is fine. The church ain't going nowhere. And so but what we what we've done is we've miscalculated. And we've put the cart before the horse. And we've sent people to third base instead of sending them the first. And telling them, don't go past this here. Don't go past prayer. Don't go past fasting. Don't come in church seeking for a position first. Don't get saved Monday and look for a position Tuesday. Don't come in doing that. Get a foundation, you know, get, get uh, a foundation and, and know what your foundation is. Get a foundation. Understand your foundation. Don't go past first base. Don't, don't run past first base and wondering what's going on. We got a lot of people, that's, that's what the problem is. I mean, y'all don't want to admit it. We done ran past first base. And we somewhere over on, on second trying to figure out well what 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 are we doing? We ran past first base. If it bat in football, I mean in, in baseball, 
If you run past first base, you are out. If you don't tag it, you are out. Did y'all hear what I said? You got to tag it. Because if you don't tag it, you are out. And sometimes we wonder what's going on. We are out. Because we, we haven't done, we haven't tagged stuff right. And I know we, I know that's true. I know that we, we haven't, we haven't secured the foundation because we will pack a musical out and won't pack prayer out. People call a prayer revival and people won't even show up. You call a musical and can't get a seat, standing room only. Past the foundation. We we've passed past first base and and the foundation, we have not kept and laid the foundations. He says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? We need to understand everything has a foundation. Everything has a foundation. Your house has a foundation. Now, there used to be a time we were coming up. You remember the old houses, uh, shotgun houses and different things. They didn't have foundations. They were built on center blocks and, and they were held up by center blocks and those type of things. There was not a foundation. You could crawl under the house and play under the house or you could do that. But now houses are built on a foundation. When they build buildings and stuff, they're built on a foundation. The first thing they do when they clear out the land and everything and, and lay some pipe work and stuff is they lay a foundation, which is what they're going to use to build upon. So I say to you, I don't think we should destroy the foundations. We can build on things, but we shouldn't destroy the foundation. Watch this. First Corinthians uh, chapter three. Let's look at first Corinthians chapter three. And I'm going to be done in a minute. Um, and let's look at verse 10 through 12. First Corinthians chapter three, verse uh, 10 through 12. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, he says, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth upon it. He said, I've laid the foundation. The foundation has been laid. You need to understand that the foundation has been laid. He said it. I, I laid the foundation as a master builder. I've laid it and another cometh and buildeth upon it. Sometimes the people that lay the foundation on houses and, and stuff, they're not the one that build it. Those people that come in with the concrete and cement trucks and, and, and pour the concrete and stuff, they're not, they're laying the thing for the foundation, but they don't stay around to build the house or build on the foundation. They are there to lay it. And sometimes our foreparents and others have built the foundations. Foundations have been laid. Jesus has already built it. And you keep on reading. He said, for other foundations can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. He said, the foundation has already been laid. Those foundations are already here. You got those foundations already. So he says, the foundation had been laid. But he says, let every man take heed how he buildeth upon it. Watch what you put on the foundation. And, and, you know, I believe we have to, 
I don't believe we we change or destroy the foundations. I do sometimes believe we have to change our methods that we use, not the foundation itself. Sometimes the methods you use, if you're in an older house and you're doing an upgrade in your house, you have to change some things because your house was not built to for the modern things. But you have to watch even with the modern things, what you put on the foundation, because some things which you build on the foundation, the foundation will be studied. But what you put on it may not uh, can stand the test of time, may not can stand the wind and the storms. All right. So you have to uh, be able to understand that. So then he goes on to say, now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver and precious stone, wood, hay and stubble, uh, he said, let every man work shall be made manifested. For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And if any man work abide, uh, which he have built thereon, he shall receive a reward. And if any man work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire. So he tells us. We need to understand the foundation. We need to understand the foundation. And I know we, we don't like to, you know, we, we go and pass first base. This is what the Gentiles seek. We have, we have so much put emphasis on I, I was talking with someone uh, yesterday and I said this to them in the body of Christ even. We have put so much emphasis on buildings, how big a building is, how many members you have. We put so much emphasis on those things that many times we have skipped the foundational things and we went past first base. What do you mean by that, Pastor Martin? We brag about those things and we talk about those things and we even use little buzzwords. And I'm going to be talking about that. I'm going to do something about buzzwords. I'm I'm going to bring that out. We use little words like, you know, uh, this is a progressive leader. He's one of the most progressive leaders that we have. And she is a progressive leader. And they're way ahead of their time. And da, 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 da. I know we use those, those terminologies. But think about it. We're not ahead of our time. We are in the time that God wants us to be in. Because if he wanted us to be way ahead, he would have put us there. We may be thinking a little more uh, advanced, but he told us in the scripture that in the latter days, people will be smart and, 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 and stuff like that. So that's not shocking. If you read the Bible, that's not shocking at all. So when you start understanding that we use these little things. And so what has happened to us is now we have, we went past first base and everyone, almost every, even some of the younger pastors, everyone that starts churches, their main objective, their main objective is to get a big church with a bunch of members and so they can have bragging rights. And, and so some people can think that they are being blessed or they're successful because they feel if I, if I do this, is going to show I'm successful and I'm a, and I'm I'm progressive. 
And that is the wrong thing to do. And I know somebody may, may disagree with that, and I really don't care. But you, what you, a big, a big church, a big building don't mean that you are more progressive than other folk. It really doesn't. I don't really think, and I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to get this last scripture. I really don't think, honestly, I really don't think the church has a lot of bragging rights when it comes to that. I don't think the church has a lot of bragging rights when it comes to numbers. How big our churches are and all that. I don't think we, we got bragging rights on that. Matter of fact, I don't think we should be bragging at all. And I'm going to tell you why. We shouldn't be bragging about it at all because the other night, other day I was looking at football, college it was. And this is what the this is what the commentator said. Today we have a sold out stadium. And we have 86,000 fans in this stadium. Let's think about that. 86,000. The other night I was looking at the game. They said the arena seated 20,000 people and they were sold out. Then they said they were getting ready to build a, something, a stadium or something, and it was gonna. They were building it. It's gonna seat. There's an arena. I think this for the L.A. Clippers. I believe they're getting ready to build an arena because they share the same arena with the Lakers. They're gonna build an arena and it's gonna seat twenty thousand people. And in many cases, they already got the place already sold out. We're around here in church bragging about 2,000 members, 3,000 members, 5,000 members, 1,000 members, 500, 200, 100, 50, whatever we're bragging about. And when you think of the number of people that live in our cities, we got, we don't even have a tithe of the people that live in our cities going to our churches, no matter how big they are, how small they are. We, we don't even have a tithe of the people that live in our, sometimes in our cities. And we're around here trying to make other people feel bad because they ain't progressive, they ain't this. You got you to gotta stop letting people make you feel certain kind of ways and push you into stuff that maybe is, is God knows what, what you can handle, and he knows where he got you. Some people, uh, I often say it, and I'm going to say it again when I read this last scripture, uh, everyone doesn't go to the hospital now. Over the last couple of years, last 10 years, what is the thing that all of us have seen pop up? We used to go to the main hospital, but what is the thing that everyone goes to now? Urgent care urgent care 
Everyone don't run to the hospital. Urgent care. Why are you running to urgent care? Why you don't go to the big hospital down the street? Why are you running to urgent care? One reason you go to urgent care because you figure you can get in and out quicker. And then you know because you in there, they're going to personally attend to your needs when you go back in that room. You could go to the hospital and sit in the emergency room and be there all night before you even get seen. You could go at 10 and not be seen until 6 or 7 the next morning. But not with urgent care. They're going to get you in and get you out. So that's why we have, we have to stop talking about and trying to act like this is the great. No, it's not. It's not. Stop that. Some churches are urgent cares. Some people, they go to church, it's an urgent care. It's not, it's it, when they go to church, they, they go and get a word and, and, and it's a word that, um, that, that blesses them because it's urgent care. All right. And so understand that it's, it's urgent care. And so we, we brag about a lot of stuff, but let me read this last scripture. Let me get out of here. I got to get out. Second, second Timothy chapter two. And, um, Let's see. Uh, is it first chapter? Let me see. Yeah, chapter two, verse nineteen. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. All right. I want to. I want to talk to you about uh, and read this last scripture, and I'm gonna be done. I pray and trust you, God. Don't run past first base, y'all. Don't do it. Do not run past first base. Get this foundation, get secured. 2 Timothy 2, 19, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And that everyone that name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The foundation of God standeth sure. You should... That's why scripture talked about training up a child in the way they should go. When they old, they won't depart. If we if we teach people to get the first base first, get get the fundamentals, get the foundation, get the things they need, when they go to second base, third base, or wherever, they will be able to stand and take some stuff because of the fact that they've got a good foundation. I don't have time to read, I don't have time to read the scripture on this tonight. But you remember the scripture you talked about, about how uh, the, the word fell on stony ground and on, on good ground. And it talked about, and he says, even those that fell on, they, they had joy and stuff, but they didn't have no a root in them, which they means they didn't have no foundation. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to, you got to get that foundation. Stop running past first base. That's why we out here. That's why we that's why we we don't know when something happened, we panicking because we don't ran past first base. Your our foreparents didn't even panic. They didn't panic. Oh no, 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 no. My grandmother and, and your mother and your mother's mother didn't panic. They didn't panic when when you got sick. They didn't panic when 
when they didn't have no food, they prayed food up. They prayed until somebody brought them some food. Like I told y'all, the lady was praying, said, Lord, I need some food for me and my child. And the, the lady next door said, she always praying, asking God for something. I'm going to fix her this time. And went on, went on and bought her some grocery and came and sat on the front porch and knocked on the door. And then walked away so she couldn't see it. And the lady got to the door and looked. And she started praising God, said, thank you, Jesus. The Lord sent me some food. The Lord is good. And the lady, trying to be sarcastic, came and said, the Lord didn't, the Lord didn't see you that food. I gave it to you. And she went to praising God more. <laughs> and she said, what you praising God for? What you, what you so happy about? I, I didn't, God didn't give you that idea. She said, yes, God did. Even if he had to make the devil bring it to me. <laughs> they prayed. My, my grandmother and them prayed up on money. They prayed up on stuff. They, I mean, they would seek God and God would just give them. They would, people would come and just put stuff in their hands because they were seeking God for the right things. Now we don't have no foundation. We, we got, I, I hate to keep saying this, but we got this whole hustle thing going on and everyone's hustling trying to get something and get somewhere and all of this stuff. And we just constantly doing it. We just constantly doing it. It's like, it's, it's like, it's who's going to be next. We, we, we're, we're striving to be famous. We're striving to be known. We're striving for notoriety, but no one's striving to seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And he said, you ain't got to worry. All these things will be added to you. I will add it to you. Oh, yeah. I'll add it to you. I will add it to you. I'll give you what no one else can give you. I'll bless you in a way that you didn't think you could be blessed. And I'll give it to you, not just from people in church. If God took care of Elijah with the raven, he can take care of us. If he took care of Elijah with the widow woman, he can take care of us. God says, look, I know what you need already. And so you, you got to stop it. I'm going, I'm your source. I'm your supply. And I'm, I'm going to bless you through means that, 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 so you got to be careful how you entertain people because some of you going to be entertaining angels unaware because they won't have no red bottom shoes, no hats. They ain't going to be a member of your church. They won't be a member of, of, of your denomination. They won't be, they won't be, no, they won't. They won't. Some of them ain't even going to be saved, but they're going to take a liking to you and they're going to be a blessing to you. I got a sister of mine that was uh, taking care of a um, a lady, just taking care of the lady, and the lady passed. She didn't, she didn't, she just was taking care because that's what she did, went to take care of and stuff. And when the lady passed, the lady uh, put her in, in charge of everything. Her house left everything to her. She was so in shock, she didn't know what to do. Left everything to her, all her money and everything. And come to find out she had some money. You never know how God's going to bless you. You just never know. You don't. And you don't know who he's going to use to bless you. 
Well, we've got caught up as we look in one way and we're trying to get this hustle to work. I got to get this to work. And God is saying, uh-uh, nah, you, you ain't got to, you ain't got to do that. Cause I got ways. I know what you need already. And so if you seek me, I'll put you in arenas. I'll put you in, in venues. I'll put you in places and you'll be wondering, and other folk would be wondering, how did you get there with, without us? How did you do it without us backing you? How did you get this without us pushing you? And God will say, because you didn't go past first base. You began to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And therefore, I've added all these things to you. Tonight, I want to challenge each and every one of us. Even if you hit a home run, don't go past first base. Make sure you touch it. It's going to be important. There are some things I'm so glad I got a foundation in. When I was a young preacher, when I was a young saint, I'm so glad I got a good foundation. I'm so glad I didn't go past first base. And I believe that's one of the reasons that I have longevity. Because I didn't run past first base. And I want to encourage you, whatever you do, please, please don't run past first base. Thanks for joining today's podcast. If you want to reach Pastor Dennis Martin, you can email him at pastordmartin at gmail.com. If you would like to support the podcast, use the cash app, the dollar sign R-R-C-O-G-I-C. For more information about the ministry, visit our website at R-R-C-O-G-I-C.com.